0: Hi folks, Stephen Wilson here from Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet And I recently caught up with the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa Where we talked about how she got started in wrestling Her time in Lucha Underground and getting the call from NWA And of course that night at Hard Times where she won the NWA Women's Championship I hope you enjoy, here it is The best way we always like to start our interviews here at the podcast, actually Rosa, is to ask... um uh, why do you love wrestling? Where's your passion from? It come from.
1: Um, uh, honestly, I think it's like the the possibility of creating new stuff and um and the platform that you can build as a wrestler and how far you can like reach people like your message or whatever you want to like convey beyond you know the ring. Um, I think that's where my passion grows and um. Uh, and when I get the the whole you um, your drive like really motivates me to continue to do something that I never thought I would like when fans tell me this that's when I'm like okay I'm doing it right you know more than like oh my god I'm getting so much money oh my god I'm getting all this fame you know for me it is the same like right now I'm talking to you I'm folding clothes you know I don't have a man <laughs> I'm not rich <written. laughs> it's just like. I mean, I'm getting there, you know, like, that's that's the goal. You want to be, like, uh, to a point where you can sustain yourself in the future. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I want get, to get, but, you know, but it's still, like, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm a normal person.
0: Yeah, totally. I think that's quite relatable to a lot of people. I think, yeah, to, you find some people are worried that they think that wrestlers are just these, like, big, massive celebrities. But, as you say, you've, you've got a relatable element, but I think uh, strikes a lot with the fans, I think it's fair to say.
1: Yes, I think that's what it is. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, are, They, I mean, I, I I, think that's one of the criticisms that I might get, and like, oh, you get, you gotta keep it kayfabe. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I'll keep it kayfabe, but at the same time, I'm, I'm going through a lot of the same issues that a lot of my fans are going through, you know, um, like self-doubt, Um, you know, you, that you struggle with day-to-day like stuff, like being a mom, being a wife, and being a fighter is just like really, like, it is hard to, like, balance, you know, and it's just like, I know. I bet some other women that I like, have way more kids than I do, the struggle with the same things that I'm struggling with. So I just want to convey to them, and I don't not so much as as, as a wrestler, but as a woman, you know, because we we all go through the same issues, and we all want to like uh, be respected, and 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 want to get that spot in in society, you know, in general. So I mean, I think that is important too, as mm. as as an athlete, uh, as a performer, to like. Let let people know, you know, it's like it is okay to like struggle sometimes. It is okay to feel this way sometimes, but you know, we have to fight harder to yeah. like to go where we don't wanna go.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, in terms of your kind of beginnings and the kind of industry, at what point did you make the kind of transition from being somebody who was a fan to taking on wrestling as a professional? At what point did you start to t- training to get to make this your career aspiration?
1: I think it was like a year in. Me going to like show like like local shows and stuff like that. That was like, ah, hey, you know what? I'm gonna start volunteering and see what it's all about, you know, and like check it out before uh, I go all all in, you know. Um, so that was like in 2013 2014. That's when I became like when I became a student. Mm-hmm.
0: What was your local promotion just out of curiosity? What was the shows that you were going to before you when you started volunteering?
1: Um, so it was I, I went to like the school that I went to was like Gold Run. I went to like their shows in Pacifica then I went to APW which is all pro wrestling At Hayward, california and the at the garage where they had like great great technical wrestling That's what like really got my attention because like the the, the athletes there were absolutely amazing Um, then I used to go to hood slam in oakland california every first friday of the month And that was really popular with all the hipsters and all the um, pot smokers and people <laughs> that just want to have a good time, you know, because, like, it's all about F the fans and and, and everybody gets belligerent and, and drunk and just, like, people that have a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that and then, like, other shows around the area and the Bay Area. And I also travel, like, believe it or not, like, six, seven hours to, like, Los Angeles to go to, like, all women's shows for, uh, um it was A.E.W.S., because uh, okay. like, he used to have a card with women And like, I was interested in women's wrestling I, Even though like six years ago There was women wrestling But it wasn't as predominant as it is now mm-hmm. in terms of like, women's shows So I will travel over there Just to see like, some people that I look up to You know, so, yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh, Who was your um, inspiration When you were starting out? Because you said you traveled to all these uh, women's shows Across the, across the globe uh, to, to watch this talent
1: well, yeah, I mean, I used to, um, follow Who do I used to follow? Um, Sarah Stock. Sarah Stock was, like, she was still wrestling. And, um, I used to follow her Instagram and Twitter. Uh, she was really fun, and she was, like, really accessible to her fans. That's what I really enjoy about her. Um, who else I used to follow? Um, let's see, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I think I reached out to, like, two or three people. It was her Well, like, American Uh, She's little Melissa because she uh, graduated from uh, APW, so I was like interested in her career too. She was very successful, Um, so I had a couple. uh, I had communication with her from time to time when she was in town. Um, Who else? I mean, like I said, there was very few people at the time where that I could actually like talk to and ask questions about women's wrestling.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you. You very early doors. I think it was fair to say that you kind of started getting on the on the radar of the likes of uh, Stardom and likes of Luch Underground. Uh, what was it like um, getting on these uh, companies' radars so early on in your career? Uh,
1: it was daunting. It was very daunting, actually. <laughs> I was really, uh, really scared of failing and like, um, but I knew that I had what it takes to like go to the next level, you know, and. Um, for like Stardom, when I went the first time, I mean, you go as a newbie, you go there to do the job, you know. But you like you come with all these like ideas and preconceptions about women's wrestling and, and how it should be and all this stuff. So uh, it was a, like 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 a letdown a little bit. But I mm-hmm. that made me learn so much about myself in terms of like I had to work harder than anybody else if I wanted an opportunity. And then, um, and then I went to this show that was the starter the guys from Lucha Underground came because they were like scouting people, and they were interested in me. So, I was like, oh, so you know what? I'm like, a- therefore, I'm gonna be in a pretty dope show. And me, uh, I signed a contract without reading it. Don't do that, guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I got signed, and um, and that's where Cobra Moon uh started, and it was an excellent. Excellent platform for me to learn how to work TV, and and in such a big, you know, arena. It was amazing. Like I just remember being there, going there, you know, getting on the planes and being treated like you're a star and stuff. So it was like super awesome. On
0: yeah, you mentioned about the the Lucha Underground. that was how you worked in that type of uh, environment. Of, so do you feel that the the way the luch Underground format works? helped you to kind of transition to the kind of studio format that uh, NW Powers got?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like they taught me so much about like how to work the camera and this, like, how to like do facial expressions, how to cut a promo, you know, um, um, how to be like, especially working for TV. Cause I was mm-hmm. so used to working in, in Indies where you have to yell and you have to do all this stuff and you didn't have to do all that stuff. So it, it helped me so much. Then when I went to wow, I was just like, like, you know, a fish in the water. I was just like, yeah, this is easy. Then NWA came in and I, I was just asked, where is the camera? What angle do you want me to show? What kind of stuff do you want me to portray? It, it became easier because like we work with, um, with the director that will direct and produce the scenes, uh, like all the, like the promos and stuff. And then we will work with the, the writers and producers for for the actual show. So you work with different people with different views. So it was, it was really good to me. And then working with like people of the caliber of, um, you know, um, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, um, all the triple A stars, you know, Johnny Mundo who was like great. Always in a, with a great attitude now she's in WWE like all the guys went back to WWE um, mm-hmm. I met MVP like all these people man. And always picking their brain. I'm like, hey man What should I do for next time? How could what what should I work on? I mean, I, I want to get better Like I need help, you know, I was always like I was never afraid of asking for help. So um, Yeah, it really helped
0: Yeah, definitely some of the names you mentioned that there's not a lot of better help than the likes of like Rey Mysterio and uh, Ricochet I know Fantastic way to kind of get started out Uh, We obviously mentioned about NWA power there And obviously you were one of the first uh, wrestlers Signed up to the U uh, format uh, last year At what point did the guys from NWA Get in touch with you and say We want you to be part of our U program
1: It's been a while actually Uh, Lagana I got in contact with Lagana And he like follow my social media And he'll be talking to me And he'll be like You know what i got something for you Just be patient i got something for you and I was like, all right, I'm going to be patient, you know. I have nothing else to lose. I mean, at that point, you know, I was trying to get out of my contract. For time, I didn't really have, like, like, a plan of exit when I, I asked for my release. And um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, things happen for a reason, the way that happened. And, you know, um, a lot of other stuff is starting lining up. And, and, you know, NWA came at the perfect, at the right, at the right time. And, and I was, you know, I was in the right place, so um, yeah, it was, it was just like that.
0: Uh, did you have any other offers from any other companies around about that time? Because obviously, last year was a point there was loads of stuff going on in wrestling, with, like with the start of AEW. Was it just NWA that kind of made the call, or do you have a lot any other stuff
1: on the table? No, I didn't have nothing, man. Again, it was like people really underlook my character and just me in general. Like they were like, "Yeah, you're a great wrestler," but you know. This, and that, and that. Oh man, you're great, but you know, that are we want you for a referee. And I was just like, I don't wanna be a referee, but you know, I'll do a tryout regardless. It's just an opportunity. You know, I mean, when you're hungry, you you'll try whatever. But you know, like I said, things happen for a reason. Um, NWA came into my life, then you know, at the same time, Combate Americas, which is a number one MMA company for Latino uh, fighters contacted me too through uh, Alberto Del Rio and I was just like well, I'm just going to try this I mean how hard can it be you know And Jesus Christ
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we definitely saw that and uh, the documentary stuff that NWA showed there, uh, and you also see with uh, some of the other re- some wrestlers who have transitioned to it in the past the likes of CM Punk uh, when he moved that move to N- uh, MMA it just wasn't the same transition for him so it must be hard to kind of Going from the scripted nature to that kind of combat sport.
1: Oh my god, you have no idea, man! It was like you gotta learn everything from from scratch, dude. And it's just like, and you gotta get good like quick, you know, because like a lot of the the women that are fighting, they've been fighting for years. So you're like fighting with people that have a lot of more experience than you do, you know. So it is rough, but it's not impossible. Like I said, uh, right now I'm like most of my training is focused, it's MMA focused, and and that's, you you can see it also in in my in my in ring uh, performance too. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you mentioned that uh, earlier on as well. you said a lot of people kind of underestimate your character. Uh, one thing I noticed, I mean, don't don't take this in the wrong way, but do you get a lot of comparisons to uh, Rosemary from Impact Wrestling at all? Because I see God. a lot of similarities in your in the way you used to go about it, so the way he's kind of looked. Oh,
1: my God, man! I used to get so upset. There's, I mean, I Rosemary is a wonderful person. She has a wonderful character. He has not like her character and my character have nothing to do with each other. You know, like mm-hmm. nothing. And, um, and just people were like, oh, you're, you're just a copycat of Rosemary. I'm like, dude, do you, if you, do you even know wrestling? Like I've been doing the face way before learning Rosemary, like chill. You know, it's just like I used to get so mad. So and I'm just like, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah because I'd never I'd never watched uh, Luch Underground as one of my kind of black spots in wrestling so when I seen you kind of debut on NWA I didn't know much kind of about you to, uh, at that particular point so I just saw the look and thought it was the Rosemary face paint but obviously as you said the two of you are completely different in terms of your character and not just that the kind of way you kind of go about things in the ring
1: yeah we're like completely different like we're two completely different people you know and um, uh, what I was going to say uh my style of wrestling is completely different than hers. Um, uh, what else? Uh, my face pain is not even the same as Rosemary. You know, my, my has to do with my culture. Um, I'm Mexican, you know, and we celebrate day of the Dead. That's what I paint my face. So that's why I used to be like, so mad. I'd be like, guys, educate yourselves. You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) no, definitely, Uh, you kind of, when we were touching the point, of the kind of NMA aspect of it, I found when I have spoke to we've at the podcast I've spoke to like so Ricky Starks and Nick Aldis from NW as well, and they've mentioned the kind of the kind of flexibility of what the guys like he's doing in terms of contract wise. Do you, do, what's kind of your contract situation like with them? Do they kind of let you do? Obviously, you do the stuff in Japan. Do you have kind of a flexibility in terms of your independent bookings across the world?
1: Um, I mean, if, if, if they're gonna follow the NWA guidelines, absolutely, yes, I can pretty much wrestle anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, I, before I signed with, uh, with NWA, like one of the things that I was very clear, I said, I'm signing with a contract for MMA and I have to do four fights. So therefore, you know, this is, this is part of my, my, you know, my contract. They're like, ah, just totally fine. And, and they were really, actually, they were really excited when, when um, I'm telling them. Like, they're, they're always asking me, when are you going to fight again? When are you going to fight again? You know, so, yeah, I mean, I like it. I, I am I'm enjoying myself. Um, I am um, really, like, being in the is allowing me to work a lot more on my social media. And, and it's uh, really paying off, not only for me, but for the company, too. I mean, the fans are, like, so nice to me. And they were... Beyond excited when I, when I won the championship, I mean, it was like they were demanding in the way to like literally just give her the championship now, you know, it was the it was greatest thing. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, it's great, I, I am having a really good time and I'm learning so much from everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, from, from your social media activity that I see from your Rosa, you seem to be very active with it, you engage quite a lot with the fans, and in terms of the wrestling. Industry in uh, years past, there's always a bit of criticism. Sometimes you don't kind of see that same connection on social media, with, especially in the bigger companies, the likes of the WWEs, and that. So, it's, from a fan's perspective, it's refreshing to kind of see somebody like yourself being so active and being so
1: engaging. I mean, it is important in this day of age, especially if you want to keep people engaged. And uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna call NWA a new company which is not a new company; it's been running for a while. But I'm mm. talking about damping something like nwa it is so important for for all of us to like stay relevant and and, and um and present on social media because that's what people are especially on twitter people are very very active on twitter and they interact a lot you know um and and it also like i mean as there's some stars of the end of of wwe they you know they they have their YouTube and their YouTube channels, and they interact that way with fans. So it's not necessarily with within the wrestling per se, but you know. Um, another thing that I that I want to tie in, in in terms of like why I'm so interactive in social media is when I was in Lucha we had like a little cult of the Lucha fans, the Lucha followers, mm-hmm. the Lucha crew, and they were like not lying to you, they were so loyal. They will fly every time we had a we had a. Uh, they would fly in for the tapings, just like NWA, and right. all that, and and everybody that was in in the show was pretty much knew these people by name, you know. Right. So I think that's one of the things that it was super important for me is to keep going with that, you know, mentality, especially with some of the fans that I already know for a long time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, you've you also mentioned the uh, David Lagana on as well, and. Um, him and Billy Corgan, obviously the guys running NWA. I mean, how much of an an influence do they have backstage? Are they quite hands-on in terms of things, or do they kind of let you have a bit of creative freedom and what how you go about things? Obviously, as a kind of studio uh, program? It is.
1: They are super hands-on. Um, if you have a question, they're super open. Uh, they're they're like have an open door policy. Um, I guess I have no complaints. Like at all. And um, I really admire Billy as a person and as a mm-hmm. musician and as a creator and as a producer, uh, because he is like, he cares for us and he cares for the company who wants this to, to work. I mean, he's made billions, I don't know about billions, millions of dollars in, mm-hmm. in, in the music industry. And for him to come to another industry and where, you know, he's so passionate about, I mean, that takes a lot of balls, man. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it takes the right people that believe in what he believes. And I think he, like, him and Lagan are doing a really good job on, 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 on picking and selecting talent that believes on, on, on that, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of talent, um, one of the, the well-known talents that they picked out that's working in NW is, of course, Melina, who's obviously been in a big part of WWE in the 2000s. What was it like, or what is it like, working with her on a regular basis as you are right now?
1: Well, in the ring, she's a bitch. You know, he <laughs> wants to get... She was like, she's totally going. and She puts like the whole like I'm a legend, BS. And she just, you know, thinks because we're we're good and we're friends that she can just take my stuff. You know what I mean? In that aspect, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with her at all. You know, she she just has too big of a head. But whatever, we'll we'll put her in place pretty soon. But in a <laughs> profession, she's very professional.
0: They're yeah,
1: definitely. Because that's—I mean—that she's professional. However, you know, she's not. She takes all that professionalism, and throws it out the window when she gets in the ring.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, and you—you you, you mentioned earlier on as well, your uh, how supportive the fans were of your um your win at Hard Times for the NWA Women's Championship. Can you talk to us about that night at Hard Times? What it was like winning that match, and uh, what an honor it was to be. Included in that kind of prestigious list of winners who have held that championship before,
1: uh, I just got chills just to think about it. Um, man, I wish my I wish my parents and my husband and my son would have been in the in, in 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 the in the studio. It was I couldn't sleep first of all the night before. I was so nervous. Um, I felt like I was gonna get in the cage. You know, uh, there's a lot of pressure for us to put a good performance because like how we have built this match to that point, uh, there was a lot of pressure for me to perform just personally. Um, I wanted to cry so bad after the match was over because I'm getting emotional. Why am I getting emotional? It's been like two months, (laughs) like a month and a half. Um, like I was telling you earlier, like the fact that so many people like kind of like brush me under the rug and like, they were like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, you're cute you get face paint. Oh yeah. Well, you're this and that. And like, they never gave me a chance. And then I come to NWA and, you know, just things just happen like that. And, you know, thinking about my, my past, thinking about my childhood, thinking about all the things that I can accomplish now in the future because I have this, you know, little mm-hmm. thing under my belt, you know. Well, it's not a little thing. It's actually a big thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was pretty freaking amazing. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest compliments I've heard about this one is a lot of people are saying it's not just kind of the best match NWA has done in 2020 so far. There's so many people actually saying it's probably one of the best women's matches of this year so far in wrestling which you got, that's pretty high praise in terms of, the. you look at the kind of quality of female wrestling we're seeing right now.
1: Yes, and I mean, I had a great dancing partner. She's crazy, Alison K. She's, she, like, she is crazy. Like, I, like, we bring the best out of each other, always, when we, we, we hit the, the ring. Um, that was actually the first time that we faced each other, ever. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy it was. chemistry. Yes, it was and um my utmost respect to Allison K I know she she held that championship for like 230 something days mm-hmm. and um you know I I read Wikipedia sometimes when I was that and the uh little details um but um I'm hoping that this is going to be a long reign and um I'm just going to keep making uh my my mexican heritage my my Miss Mexicanos and my Lucha Libre proud, you know, cause I'm the first, I, people are always like, uh, correct me, uh, that I'm not, first, I'm not the first Latina to win this championship. I'm the first Mexican born wrestler to win this championship. So, uh, it's huge. It is absolutely huge in this day of age. Um, again, and I, I mentioned a lot, especially now because you don't see so much women of color representation on top positions. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the uh, big companies, you know, Mm -hmm. and and for this, it's like for me to be representing people of color, and I'm talking the the Hispanics and Latinos and and Mexicans, it it means a lot, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. No, definitely. And I hope, uh, from what we've seen early on, uh, you've had a really good reign in the very early days. And I hope it's something that kind of goes on a bit further. I mean, just in terms of your, your future in general, do you have any aspirations maybe in the next year or so to kind of wrestle anywhere else around NWA? Obviously, I'm speaking from a guy who's from the UK and, and Europe. Could, we Man, ever see you, could you ever see you I'm wrestling a- in, in Europe at all at any point?
1: I'm going to start clapping. Tell them guys to contact me so I can get them bookings. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you, rest- you wrestled for WXW at one point in your career. Am I right in saying that?
1: Man, it was like one time and like. like Three years ago, I need to go back to like uh, the UK. Actually, uh, I was talking to um, uh, Wrestling Eve, uh, oh, yeah. but my, yeah, but my dates are not. You know, we couldn't coincide with the dates, so I was just like, uh I can't go." But uh, because of, uh, I have to go back to Japan, and um, oh, like oh, what a tour! I have to go back to Japan, guys. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, but no, man, I'm like, I'm down. I love i love the uk i stayed there for a month the first time i went i learned so much about the culture like yeah I, I was drinking a lot of beer because it was so good out there a lot of mm-hmm. coffee too um yeah i mean I, I love europe i can't wait to go back i want to go back to like spain i want to go back to germany um i i mean i want to go to italy There's some guy from italy was texting me too like he wants me there but they don't have any money um I mean, I want to go to different places and, and definitely like, take this championship and defend it anywhere I can. Uh, and hopefully it happens this year.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Eve and obviously you've mentioned quite a lot about all-women's promotions as well. There is actually an all-women's promotion as well in Scotland and a lot of great things. I don't know if you're familiar with the Fierce Females promotion?
1: No, no. Did I go to Scotland? <laughs> yeah, I, I, did I go? I, got, I went to Glasgow.
0: Yeah, I, I'm from Glasgow myself, yeah.
1: Oh, you know, you remind me when you started talking, I wanted to cry because you remind me so much of Nikki Storm.
0: Nikki Storm? Nikki Cross?
1: Aye. Yeah, I, I, uh, we were roommates in, uh, in Japan on her oh, last really? tour. And um, yes, we, we were there for a month and a half with her. And she's amazing. She's an amazing human being. I'm so happy with all her success in WWE. I know that was her, her childhood dream. And uh, I'm so happy I was there when she did her, one of her tryouts. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we are—we're all extremely proud over here in Scotland in general of what Nicky's doing in WWE. You know, um, so it's—that's it's, interesting. I never actually knew that you had the tour with her. I mean, uh, is there any other one? Uh, obviously, you talked about the UK. I mean, how the the likes of Nick Aldis and um, uh, Thomas Latimer do they talk quite highly of the scene over here?
1: You know what? I haven't really asked that question. Um. And I haven't really asked them that question. I should ask them like uh, about that. But I, I mean, a lot of uh, our, our friends that work for the NWA, they are currently like working there uh, in, in in England. I mean, I know progress is really big, and yeah. I mean, WXW, w. Like, I would I, if I wouldn't. I think if I wouldn't get signed for NWA, I would have tried to stay in WXW dojo or something like that for a little while. Because I I mean, I love doing that. I love one places. And um, staying there for a little while, so I can like get to get to know the culture, get to know the people, get to know their wrestling style, and like learn from that. It's so important when you are um, uh, a student of wrestling, you know, or a student of the game, to like to get to know what style, what psychology they have, and 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 how is that they they uh, they relate with the fans. Because I, I mean, not everywhere is. I, mean, I don't want to say that everywhere is different, but in some places things are different, and it's it's good to learn
0: to learn. No, no, totally. They say that you should always keep learning the game, you know, you you can you're never too old to kinda of learn from somebody else. And I think if you've got that mentality going forward, I think that'll do you well as your career kind of progresses. And I personally look forward to kind of seeing how your career progresses. I've enjoyed seeing what you've um, been producing in the last five months that have followed you as a wrestling podcaster and a fan. So I wish you all the best of luck in what you can do in the next in the rest of the year.
1: Thank you. And, uh, like I said, I always had that mentality from the moment I started wrestling, like you, it's never, like I said, I'm 33 years old and it's never too, too late to learn and too late to, tr- uh, to not try to do things, you know, cause our, you know, our life can be cut super short and tomorrow is not given never. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's, that's always been my mentality and, more, and now more than ever enjoying this moment that i'm in enjoying the the fact that you know i continue to progress and 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 continue to make history and um and i want to make i want to make my family proud and i'm going to make myself proud you know to try to always do something that you know everybody says that it's impossible
0: yeah definitely that's great but before i let you go rosa uh you mentioned obviously had the importance of social media could you let our listeners know where they could find you on
1: social media Yes, but before I tell you where to follow me on social media, I got to tell everybody from the area where you are that you have to get the pay-per-view for the Crockett Cup. Yes. We're going to Crockett Cup on April 19th, and I know if some of you want to come, like I will love to have you there and take pictures with you. Uh you can get the tickets at nationalwrestlingalliance.com/crockettcup. Mm-hmm. Cup. Uh, the tickets are for sale. The pay-per-view, I think, will come for sale in a couple weeks from now. But um, we would love to see all of you faces out there. If not, I would love to see all your tweets about this show. It's going to be amazing. I mean, um, this arena holds, I think, 2,000, 4, 4,000 people. So um, we're excited. We're very, very excited. Um, they did a great job yesterday on pre-sales. Um, and we're just going to keep the ball rolling. Um, in terms of following me on social media, Definitely if you want to see me like live like stories, follow me on at Thunder Rosa22. That's for Instagram and Twitter. I post a lot on my stories. You guys get to know me a little bit more in Drago. It's mostly Drago and I. The Drago and I show. Okay. Finally. And then um on Facebook is Thunder Rosa 2. That's my like page. That I post all my my um shows and um like personal stuff there sometimes. And then, uh, on YouTube, that's where you guys can see me, uh, you know, being me at uh, Thunder Rosa, just follow there, like subscribe, comment. I respond to your comments, it's very interactive. And the last thing, uh, I sell stuff on big cartel that is on thunder, I deliver stuff anywhere in the world. If you guys have issues with that, uh, with the big cartel send me an email. You can send me an email to Big Cartel, and then that's where we, I, I do transactions like directly with people on on that.
0: Excellent. Thanks a lot, Well, Rose, I've had a great time talking to you today. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to kind of speak to us here at Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. And uh, I wish you best of luck in the future, as I said.
1: Thank you, Stephen. Uh, after all those 30 emails that we sent, we <laughs> made it. We made it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. but well, it's worth it in the end. It's like again, pleasure. A uh, pleasure talking to you. I look forward to seeing what happens at the Crockett, Crockett Cup.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be amazing, guys. And don't forget to tune in on YouTube. It's free every Tuesday at six oh five. I don't know what time it's over there in um in Glasgow. Yeah,
0: Eleven oh five PM.
1: Eleven oh five PM, y'all. Like if you can't sleep, watch it. If not, there's the replay. We'll love mm. we'll love to see you there commenting and and um uh, interacting with us.